Dean Dark is an absurd, over-the-top comedy horror adventure that is intended for older audiences. Content warnings can be found in the episode descriptions. Hello and welcome to Dean Dark, a comedy horror adventure real-play podcast loosely based on Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition and starring some of history's most infamous monsters. I'm Danger Dan Jers, and I am your host slash Crypt Keeper. Hello, my name is Aaron. I play the Phantom of the Opera, our bard. Last time, my perfect plan to cure Larry of his wolf problem went just about perfectly until Jack fucked it up by stealing a rock from the dream realm and pissing <laughs> off my best friend's sister, Sycorax. That's so rude. Um, but then... Uh, in the end, it turns out she couldn't handle the wolf anyway, so I guess all is forgiven, and uh, we did a little disease curing with the rock. So ultimately, you know, turned out for the best. Hello, I am Daniel Cruz, and I play Imhotep the Mummy, our cleric. For our last session, for me and the Frankenstein monster, we talked with Sister Sycorax for a little bit, and we're told to go have a nice chat with uh, Granny Granny Gorbachev. Um, Gruntilda? <laughs> Granny Grunhilda. <laughs> <laughs> we had a really lovely talk with her. There was the thing with the stag. Granny tried to eat us, which was really weird, and then she died. I don't know how that happened. I'm Grayson. I play Jack Griffin, the Invisible Man, the party's rogue. So last episode, we were in the dream realm, and things were not exactly the most logical for Jack. I don't know for sure, but Jack might have a new friend in Larry, literally in Larry. Oh my god. <laughs> and, um... Oh, yeah, we took out one of the witches. Was it Sycorax? <laughs> yeah, she was really angry when I uh, kept the Dreamstone, but um, I kept it. Hi, I'm Ben Magnin. I play Mary, the Frankenstein's monster. And last time, myself and Imhotep went to talk to Sister Sycorax. That didn't work out so well. That bitch almost got us in the Dream Realm, so we effed off over there. And we talked to a certain uh, grandmother who apparently was very surprised that she can't get me or my friend Imhotep sick, which turned out to be a very bad day for her. And with some help up from the one and only Rob Zombie, we took her out, and it was awesome. You just call Vordenberg Rob Zombie? <laughs> I was referring to the story because the entire time I was doing the damn Dragula jokes, but sure, why the fuck not? Oh, by the way, another thing I forgot during my thing was Dan learned that trying to make me rhyme was a very bad decision. It was the funniest shit ever. <laughs> it was a headache for all involved, but should be a treat to listen to. Can't wait. Hi. My name's Jordan, and I play Larry Talbot, the lycanthropic warlock. And last time, we happened upon Larry having a very nice dream. It was very um, sentimental and sad. And then a Phantom came in and twisted the mood right around. And then we went arm in arm, gallivanting um, from dream location to dream location. Once we finally woke up, Larry was able to be as a person during the full moon for a very short amount of time and was able to go kind of buck wild on the witch until he inevitably turned back into a werewolf. Then it got a little spicy and a little scary. And then it was night-night time for Larry once more. And so he missed out on a lot of information. So he will have many a question going forward. 
I'm sure that Dan is very excited that after spending like a month and a half needling him off screen for a gun, I didn't even mention it <laughs> in the recap after it was finally it's given to me. <laughs> All right, so we will jump back in to Imhotep and the Frankenstein monster. Well, one down. Hopefully one more to go if the other group can take out Sycorax. You think they got a chance? Do they have a chance or do we have a chance? I know for a fact that we don't have a chance. And I'm actually very Okay, upset. as long as we can agree on that. <laughs> uh, I'm not, honestly, when I took that javelin from Vordenberg the first time, I didn't think much of it. But now that I know it's a freaking lightning javelin, I'm really angry at myself that I gave it to Carmela last time I saw her. I'm very angry you gave it to her as well. Okay. Excuse me? <laughs> and you hear the voice of Vordenberg come from the lantern. You gave my javelin to Carmilla. Oh, would you look at that? It's time for a night, time for a nap. And I just put the lantern back into the bag. <laughs> you mother... <laughs> As you shove the lantern into the bag, it is jostling around violently. Might I suggest oh. you do not remind the person who you gave you the little javelin that you gave the javelin to the person he was actively trying to hunt. Okay, first of all, he didn't give me the javelin, but yeah, okay, you have a point. And you hear very faintly and muffled coming from the bag. I love it. opens the bag. As one man of faith to another, what's your language? Fine. As one man of faith back to another, Osiris damn you both. Oh, shoot. As someone of no faith to you, specifically Vorenberg, who, I don't know, tried to kill us the last two times we saw your creepy spectral form, fuck off, I do what I want. <laughs> Closes the bags up, seals it really tight. I love this trio. <laughs> Perhaps we should get out of this part of the swamp. Yeah, I, th I, I think we should. Uh, and just like leaning on each other, limping away. Hey, random question for you, Imhotep, but do you sleep? I really, really would like to go back to it, but unfortunately, I haven't been able to do that for about 4,000 years. Oh, that kind of sucks. Mm -hmm. but, A little bit. <laughs> uh, do you just want to, like, sit down and decompress for a little bit. I could really decompose use Decompose for a little bit? <clears throat> decompress, not decompose. Oh, I'm not that my bad. My mistake, my mistake. That would have offended me, too, if someone said that. I'm sorry, I have swamp goop in my ear, which I recently have. <laughs> yeah, uh, you sh yeah, that's not, let's just, let's just sit down and maybe take a rest for a little bit. That sounds really nice right about now. That does sound like a good idea and just instantly collapses. And over on the other end of the swamp, the Phantom, the Invisible Man, an unconscious Larry, and Maleva are all kind of catching their breath in the wake of the encounter with Sycorax. Phantom is going to cast Mending to, like, put the front of his shirt back together after Sycorax swipe-clawed him. Oh, that looks pretty convenient. How's that whole magic thing work for you, anyway? I've been meaning to ask. What, for me? Yeah, I, uh, I see quite a few of us in the party, they're able to do some sort of magic, and not gonna lie, I'm a little envious, but, um, how does it work for you, at least? I'm going to be entirely honest with you. Ever since I was like 14 and I got really dramatic, shit just happens when I try to make it happen. Go figure. <laughs> Fantastic. So it'll never happen for me because I don't make things dramatic enough. 
maybe you don't believe. And Phantom's going to like move his hand in front of his face and a little rainbow <laughs> follows. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll give you that one. It's, it's a little hard to believe when I've only ever really known what I thought was fact and not fiction. I'm still adjusting. If it makes you feel any better, you use that magical rock really magically. Proud of you, bud. Aww. You know, times of stress. Um, I didn't think you wanted to stay cursed. And uh, I I got this broom. Uh, did you want to try it? Give it a shot? That's all right. Uh, yo, Maleva, does Larry have to stay asleep? And Maleva is like propping Larry's unconscious body up <laughs> against a log to kind of have him <laughs> sitting upright. I was going to say, am I just face down in the mud right now? <laughs> Lawrence will awake shortly. He is... Um, Recovering from the ordeal. Let's speed this up. And then Phantom's going to squeeze a flower on his lapel and it's going to squirt water into Larry's face. And the unconscious Larry now has a wet face. Oh, <laughs> damn. Well, that's embarrassing. <laughs> I'm just drowning and snoring. I, I appreciate the sentiment. He should be back to his senses and back to his feet very shortly. The moon is setting soon and the sun will be back in the sky. Oh, yeah, that's probably smarter. We don't want that moon to, to reinfect Larry. So, Maleva, I had a question. Yes, go on. Do you know much about the wolf in general? I know... I know what has been passed down to me through the generations and what I have experienced. Uh, for example, I know that there is humanity within the wolf. The spirit or the avatar or whatever you want to call it of the, the host vessel for the wolf is always lurking deep within the core of the wolf when it transforms. That is how I was able to get Lawrence back to his human form. I reached out to... I reached out to the spirit of my son and calmed him, tried to offer him some respite, and that brought Lawrence back to his human form. Um, I'm sorry you had to, uh, experience that loss. It is part of the curse, part of the territory. My son was the host for the wolf before Lawrence, and... As unfortunate as it is, Lawrence had to kill him in self-defense, and that is why Lawrence bears his curse. I do bear some responsibility for Lawrence. It is... I'm not going to lie, it is a difficult burden of responsibility emotionally. I can only imagine what he is going through. And you hold no ill will towards him? Of course I hold ill will towards him. He killed my son. But... My son tried to kill him. And there is a part of my son that lives on in him. And they are so infuriatingly similar in so many ways, but none of the ways that matter. I have hope for Lawrence in the future, but he frustrates me to no end. Yeah, yeah. Sad, sad. You know, if you could <laughs> eventually show us how to do that prayer thing you did, you never have to see him again. We'll take care of it. We like the guy. All right. So um, here's here's what you do. First, you have a son. Your son gets infected with this curse of lycanthropy. Your son becomes a raging monster once a month. Your son dies to some idiot. And then you say goodnight to your son. That is how you turn it back. I don't know how to impart that wisdom to you in any other way. So you're saying, first I need a son. <clears throat> hmm. Can you press to digitate a son? You know, I have tried. All right, look, I'm... I apologize. It is not information that I can impart. It is a deeply emotional connection. If you can find some way to reach out and comfort Lawrence within the spirit of the wolf, 
you might be able to calm the wolf. I cannot tell you how that will manifest. I cannot decide what that bond is or how you will make that connection yourself. But that is the principle behind what it is that I did. I appreciate that. Have you shared any of this with Lawrence? I have shared what is relevant to Lawrence, but I have only answered the questions he has asked. So that's on him. Oddly enough, while we were in the dream realm, I actually had a conversation with the wolf. And from what it sounds like, maybe there's a chance that the wolf can be reasoned with. So I'm wondering if we can provide a focus for Larry to make the potential future transitions easier on him. I would not know anything about that. All I know is that even if you can reason with the wolf temporarily, it will not last forever. The wolf is an eternal spirit of hunger and of destruction, and eventually it will consume everything. The most that we can do is prolong that. And even if you can reason with him momentarily, eventually that hunger will overpower any logical thinking it might have. If you can make the transformations easier on Lawrence, then that is wonderful. But if not, well, it is no different than what is happening now. Hey, I've got a question. What's with the tarot cards? And why was I a hermit? Because I have some very strong feelings about that. I got a question about why I'm the hanged man. She gives you both a little smirk. The cards will tell what the cards tell. Now, in the meantime, I do suggest that we get going. We may have taken out one witch, but there are stronger magical presences still within this swamp, and we are not safe as long as we stay here. I've got my carriage back a short walk away. I suggest we make haste. Good call. Someone will have to carry Larry. Uh, not it. And Phantom will put, like, a finger on his mask where his, like, nose is. <laughs> I'm gonna get on my broom and then also pull Larry on top of it so I don't have to carry him, because... I can only assume that I'm not that strong. <laughs> I'm a very skinny boy. Also, I'm not there. <laughs> I'm not that heavy. <laughs> I mean, if Dan says I could carry you, then of course. Roll animal handling. <laughs> For the wolf man? <laughs> For the broom. Oh, okay. I mean, kind of. Okay. It's an 11. With an 11, you get on the broom and you drag Larry onto it and he's kind of hanging sloughed over. The broom lifts up shortly and wiggles back and forth as it's trying to counterbalance Larry and is moving pretty slowly, but it's still carrying the both of you. <laughs> is there any chance that I could just walk alongside the broom and then Larry's just kind of like hanging over it? Because I'm assuming it's just going walking speed. Uh, roll animal handling again. That's <laughs> <laughs> a five. No! <laughs> so as you get off the broom, the broom is not anticipating the shift in weight and it flings Larry. Oh, God. Wow! I'm going to roll a d4 to see which direction. No! No! So it flings him south. What are you doing with my poor boy? And then going to roll a d100. Is there any way that I can God run faster than he's flying and try and, like, break his fall? It only sends him 13 feet. Okay. God damn it. While all this is happening, I tap Mary. Mary, I have a bad feeling that we should be moving now. I feel like something bad is happening to the other half of the party. <laughs> Yeah, like Larry's getting tossed across the swamp. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and grab Larry and throw him over my shoulder and then just <laughs> carry a broom. Maleva, we're going to have to meet up with the other members of our group. Follow the sound of Mesopotamian cursing. You can't miss him. <laughs> she chuckles a little bit. Uh, that would be the hair offense. 
Of course. <laughs> Somewhere in the distance, Emotep sneezes as they're talking about him. <laughs> With his new nose. Did you just sneeze? No. I didn't know you could sneeze. And then I'm just going to drop it. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. <laughs> uh, but anyway, as you all start to make your way back towards the center, you feel a shifting in the ground beneath you, and you hear all around you the voice of Mother Carrionite. Congratulations on surviving the ordeal with both of my sisters. I must admit I did not expect you all to be so resourceful. Now, an agreement is an agreement. We might not have signed a contract, but I did say if you can put them back in their place, that I would assist oh no. your friend Lawrence. Oh no. The deal is still on the table. I can take his soul and filter it through my lanterns. Get fucked, he's keeping his soul. Get fucked, he's keeping his soul. <laughs> yeah, I ain't dealing with any more of you bitches anymore. And very muffled from out of the bag, Vordenberg yells, <laughs> I found my new favorite character. And you see the other half of the party. <laughs> and her voice rings out and says, Fair enough, I understand. And I will let you leave this swamp in one piece and unharmed if you return what is mine. Get fucked for keeping the soul. <laughs> let's go, let's go, let's go, let's hurry, let's leave, let's leave, let's run, leave. Run, 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 run. Yep, I'm ready. What is she talking about? Don't worry about it. Get into the carriage and go. Hi, guys. Yeah, don't worry about it. Well, oh, all right. And Maleva says, what is this you are all talking about? Don't what worry is it? about it. It's all good. It's fine. Everything is fine. Get into the carriage and drive. Did you steal something from the witch? Don't worry about it. Tell you on the road. Maleva, go. unless you want to help us out in a fight, we're going to go. Slurry's corpse. Come on. Come on. I will give you one more chance. The only way you are leaving this swamp alive is if you return to me the lantern with the soul of the Baron Werner Vordenberg. The what? Don't worry about it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get out of here. We are fine. No, we're fine. Everything is fine. We're fine. You have the revenant in a jar? No. Wait a minute. I kind of remember a lantern talking to me. No, you don't. When I was like hallucinating. <laughs> no, you don't. Get into the carriage. I like to imagine on our way out, you guys were turning and talking to each other and just bonking Larry's head on every tree on the way out. <laughs> And as Larry is getting shoved into the carriage, you start to come too, as the ground beneath you rumbles more and more violently. You see, shooting out from the south in the direction of where Carrionite's shack is, a whole bunch of souls flying towards you that then sharply veer down and bury themselves into the swamp as corpses begin to pop up around you and one especially large cluster of souls digs itself deep within the muck of the swamp and brings itself up as this collection of vines and roots and mud and plant life and algae that all kind of looms over everything as this big and shambling mound. <laughs> don't, don't drop the shambling mound on oh us. Oh my... God. I don't want to fight the swamp thing right now. <laughs> hey, Dusty, any chance you can talk to him? Me? Yeah. This plant thing is just a plant thing, but as for the others... Are the others undead? Well, they're not alive, I'll tell you that. <laughs> 
And as these zombified corpses okay. start to make their way towards you, Maleva quickly hops into the driver's seat of the carriage and says, I will make all haste to get us out of here, but you will need to keep us protected. We must go right now, either hand over the lantern or be prepared for a struggle. Um, did you say that I was waking up as well? You are waking up now. Okay. So if you are all in the carriage, all of the ground around you is considered difficult terrain. So your movement speed is halved. The carriage, however, has a movement speed of 80, which cut in half is 40 feet. So if you all stay within the carriage, you can basically, as a group, collectively try to defend yourself from these advancing zombies and plants as you make your way to try to bolt on out of here. Maleva will drive if you all do what you can to keep yourselves defended and keep away these undead. Um, I can at least slow the undead from doing their things if you guys think you can handle the shambling mound. I do have my turn on dead, which Dan, I think, is trying to say, hey, Daniel, you have turn on dead. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge, Daniel. You have turn on dead. Wink, what? Wink, nudge, nudge. You think I'm telling you to turn these undead that are coming towards you and should be going the other direction? You know, on second thought, on no, second no. thought I do have a lot of really good other spells <laughs> that I can use. Just FYI, y'all, I don't have any rages left. So initiative rolls? So basically what I will do, if you guys are all in the carriage, you will all collectively have one okay. group initiative oh, good. and oh, cool. all five of you can basically act together. Oh, good. I love boat rules. Okay. Well, if I'm staying on the carriage, then yeah, I'm going to keep my clothes on. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> if anybody gets a nat 20, then the carriage will go first. But the zombies rolled a nat 20 and the shambling mound rolled a six. I rolled an unnatural 20. And I got a 19. So, so no. No, so far. So first thing that will happen, all of the zombies collectively will advance closer oh, well, to the shit. carriage. It's okay, get them close because the spell will be more effective. <laughs> None of them have a fast enough moving speed to be able to get right up upon you, but they are able to get right next to this carriage. So now it is the collective team's turn. And Larry's slowly coming to, what? what's happening? Are we in a... Uh, hello? Oh, good morning, Sleeping Beauty. Everything hurts. Larry, no need to worry, but we do have a little bit of a situation. Oh. We've got some undead around us in a giant huh? swamp thing, and right now, Maleva's taking Maleva? us out of here. So we just got to help defend. We got to help defend. That's that's all that you need to crap, know. crap, all right. And he's going to get up and kind of prop himself out the window, and he's like, whoa! What is that thing? Uh, that, I believe, is... um. A swamp um, thing? Okay. I don't know. It just, oh lordy. Just tell me what I need to do. Defend the carriage. Yeah, and also don't die. You got it. I'll try my best, damn it. Drink your potion if you need it. <laughs> By the way, hi bud, oh, hope you're feeling God. better. Uh, we got some I shit to do. Mary, I'm so glad to see her okay. Uh, we will recap in a minute. So he kind of stands up grabs his vial of water from around his neck and begins chanting and the, the energy starts to flow and spin around him by the name of Osiris. I cast you out and I cast turn undead. Yay! All right. Every undead within 30 feet. Let me see. Nope. The shambling mound is too far away, but all the rest of them will make a wisdom save. It's roll over 15. None of them rolled above a 10. Yes! Yes! Oh, thank <laughs> God. 
as you make this announcement and your voice booms and the scroll within your pouch lights up brighter and the tiger poster within your pouch lets out a growl. Love it. <laughs> Bless be the tiger poster. <laughs> the most OP item. All the zombies seize up. They forcibly about face. And as they walk away, because they are all below a challenge rating of one half <gasps> and have failed the yes. save on turn undead, yes! begin to disintegrate as their bones fall yes! back into the swamp. <laughs> oh man, we could have got some really sweet XP. Oh, shucks. Well, I think I might be able to seal this one up. I would like to cast Dissonant Whispers Ooh. onto the remaining Shambler. Describe Dissonant Whispers. You whisper a discordant melody that only one creature of your choice within range can hear. Range is 60 feet. Racking it with terrible pain, the target must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, it takes 3d6 psychic damage and must immediately use its reaction, if available, to move as far as its speed allows away from you. Yes. The creature does not move into obviously dangerous ground such as fire or a pit. Well, it rolled a six. Yes. Uh, also, I have to cast it at spell slot level two because I'm out of ones, which adds a fourth d6. So that's going to be 21 damage. Ooh. Yes. And more oh, importantly, nice. as far as it's allowed to go, completely the opposite direction. Sweet. A separate note, Frankenstein, how much do you weigh? Oh, about 400 <laughs> some pounds-ish, give or take, why? Technically, you could use the broom and you could do, I don't know, a giant bomb drop on this thing? Uh, huh. <laughs> Maybe just future knowledge for something else. <laughs> it's like when he feels better. <laughs> exactly. Jack, I like where your head's at, and I want to try it, but since it's walking away, I don't think right now is the best time to do that. The shambling mound, racked with psychic pain, similarly turns around and begins to march in the opposite direction as the carriage... <laughs> takes off to the north. I want to lead over to Emotep real quick and be like, see, anybody can do that. <laughs> <laughs> so messed up. <laughs> this carriage is kind of jostling you around as it is running through this rough and rugged terrain. <laughs> and you find yourselves going over the hills and going around the corner through some trees and brush. And you pop out to still more swamp. You don't know where you are. It looks the same as where you just came from, but everything is slightly off. Olevo, are you taking us? I think I hear an ocarina somewhere in the distance. You hear more unearthly wails coming and echoing around you from all sides from Mother Carrionite as more souls whiz past you and begin to bury themselves into the ground and more undead start to pop back up. Can... I, hmm, because I have like a plus five modifier for my survival. Can I help Maleva with directions on how to get out of here? Uh, go ahead and roll survival. Let's do that. Can I assist with intelligence at all? Go ahead and assist. Basically, Ben, you will roll with advantage. And then when we have a minute, now that I'm conscious, can I card of the day? Uh, yes, go ahead and card of the day. I pulled two and I pick one and I pulled Wheel of Fortune. And what Wheel of Fortune does is, instead of rolling, <laughs> you can declare an automatic result of 20. However, your next two rolls will have an automatic result of one, even if this card is discarded. Oof. 
So Ew. that's, you know, actually... That's just a worse devil's bargain. That's a worse devil's bargain. Maybe I'll do the star instead, because I didn't read all the way down. The star is... Ugh, whatever, I'll take the star. I gain dark vision 60 feet or add 60 feet, blah, blah, blah. I can cast fairy fire at will without expending a spell slot. Well, at least you can torch some zombies or something. Wheel of Fortune was a good card before Devil's Bargain became right. a thing. Um, but now I can cast Fairy Fire and maybe that can help guide us out of here. <laughs> yeah, I'll cast Fairy Fire. <laughs> Let me Google what that does real quick. So what was the result of the survival with advantage? The highest was a nine plus five, so 14. So with a 14, you basically want the carriage to go straight ahead. Okay. Maleva, keep going straight. And then I lean out the window. I cast Fairy Fire. Each object within a 20-foot cube within range is outlined in blue, green, or violet light. My choice. Any creature in the area when the spell is cast is also outlined in a light. If it fails a dexterity saving throw for the duration objects and affected creatures... Shed dim light in a 10-foot radius. Any attack roll against affected creatures or objects have advantage if the attacker can see it and the affected creature or object cannot benefit from being invisible. So I can just highlight any creatures in a 20-foot cube. I am really becoming obsolete with this whole detect invisibility thing. No, wait, can you give him an outline? <laughs> yeah, whoever's in this light gets a colorful outline. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which I can cast it on these three zombos and make them easier to hit, but I think that's the only time I can spend it at the Merm. But I get to do that for free. Okay. You have advantage on those three zombies. So as you cast that and as this cart continues to make its way forward, this new wave of zombies rises up from the swamp and begins to start shambling towards you. First, I'm going to roll for the shambling mound. And that's a six, so it does not break from the dissonant whispers. <laughs> Yay, so it stays away. I mean, I hate to hurt us, but it's not a continuous thing. Oh, okay. So the shambling mound then is going to start moving towards you. It can only move 20 feet. Oh, fantastic. So you are still leaving it in the dust. It's 20 feet. Come on, we're fine. We're fine. <laughs> All of the zombies are going to advance 20 feet. So only one of them will be within range to actually attack you guys. So the one zombie tries to reach out to get Maleva. No! Sorry, defend her with your face. I will! I was wondering if I could intercept that. Go ahead and roll dexterity. The zombie rolled a 16, so now it'll roll for damage. It's just a matter of who's taking the damage. I rolled a 4 for dexterity on intercepting. No, you're not intercepting that then. Okay. So it reaches out to Slash, it gets Maleva to try to knock her off, does three damage, and she is jostled a little bit and pulls the reins away, and the cart shifts over five feet, and she's got a little bit of a scratch, but it's not anything big. So I'm going to add that three damage has been taken to the carriage, and now it is the carriage's turn. Depending on when you guys want to do the movement, you're going to move forward another 40 feet. Jack, give me the broom. I have an idea. And then my attack is going to be simple. I want to Eldritch Blast two of these suckers. Okay, go ahead and roll an Eldritch Blast. I'm going to go ahead and hand Frankenstein the broom. And then I'm going to go ahead and swipe at the zombie that went after Maleva. Okay, go ahead and roll to hit. I did roll a nat 20. So you will deal critical damage. And that's going to be with Abraham's dagger. Okay. So six, seven, eight. So eight damage. Okay. Is it still standing? 
It is still standing. Oh my. Uh, then I 15 to hit this one as well with another Eldritch Blast. And that hits. Ah, uh, and that's 10. Now it is dead. Yay! Which you can describe how you kill it if you would like to. I don't know, Jack and I just both lean out of the carriage and just beat it to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, seeing that Maleva got attacked on that side, I'm going to be sitting on that side with my dagger and short sword ready to go. As the two of you both pop out of opposite windows and just separately dogpile <laughs> this one zombie, <laughs> it just keeps looking back and forth as it's taking these hits from both sides. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh-huh. get away from her! <laughs> and then slops back into the swamp. Get of me! Get of me! Bad, bad, no! <laughs> so what I'm going to do from here, just for the sake of simplicity, is all the zombies are going to have a shared health pool. Every time you collectively deal enough damage to the horde to have taken down one, one of them's going to drop. So Dan, I have an idea. I don't know if this will help, but I want to try it. Okay. So I asked Jack for the broom. And apparently the broom can hold up to 400 pounds exactly, which is how much I weigh. I want to fly on the broom and to be off the carriage, but kind of like surrounded, kind of like a... Um, you want to be a shield? Yeah, that's what I want to do. <laughs> so I don't know if me being off of it will help the carriage move a little bit faster, but at least I could be off it so I could fly and help if any more zombies get on there. Roll animal handling. Well, shit, I rolled a 5 plus 5, so it's a 10. So with a 10, as you clamber onto the broom... Try to throw open the door and jump out. It, at first, zooms up a little bit. It struggles under your weight and then droops down so that it is, like, two feet off the ground. (laughs) Okay. And is struggling, but is still staying aloft. Kick off the ground. (laughs) Oh, come on. I'm not that heavy, am I? Uh, Phantom will cast Sea Invisibility. Because part of what that can do is glimpse things in the ethereal plane. And I feel like not all of Carrionite's spirits enjoy being enslaved. So I don't know. Maybe I can see some shit. Oh, interesting. Oh, interesting. Ooh, okay. Mr. Big Brain over there. (laughs) Roll Arcana. All right, this is it. Come on, real dice. This is everything we've worked towards. (laughs) Oh, shit. Eight. With an eight, you can see that basically all of these spirits aren't happy, but don't really have a choice. You mostly see Jack saying, I do not want to be enslaved. I do not want to be enslaved. (laughs) What a horrible side effect. Oh, God. (laughs) You hear through the ethereal flame the voices of these spirits doing the Sam Raimi, I'll swallow your soul except just, like, really unenthused about it. Like, yeah, I'll swallow your soul. Whatever. (laughs) Oh, jeez. It feels like Lydia from Skyrim, I'm sworn to carry your burdens. (laughs) I'll swallow your soul. Well, good luck, squad. (laughs) Okay, and the carriage pulls forward, makes its way up over the corner, kind of dodging in between different lakes and pools of swamp water as it is kind of barreling over this terrain. And off in the distance behind you, you can faintly see the shambling mound Uh, slowly struggling to catch up. It's okay, friend. Just stay back there. And that's the shambling mound's turn. (laughs) So now the zombies are going to advance closer. Two of the zombies now are within reach, and they will reach out and strike. Frankenstein monster, go ahead and make a dexterity roll. I will allow you to intercept one of the two. 
That's a nine. So with a nine, you're not able to intercept, but you can get a hit off on one of them. So both of them will. So that's a 10 and a 13. They jostle the carriage a bit, but they aren't quite able to reach. It's moving just a little bit too fast. So that will end their turn. Frankenstein monster, if you want to do anything else on the broom, now's your chance. I will take a swing at the zombie that's right on me. Okay, go ahead and roll to hit with advantage, which I think you're still exhausted, so that just cancels out. Yeah, I'm still exhausted. And what about the zombie that's right next to Maleva? Is it within attacking range? Yep. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take a swipe at it with my short sword and my dagger. Okay, go ahead and roll to hit. <laughs> I rolled a five, but luckily it's a plus seven hit, so it's a 12 to hit the zombie. And a 12 hits. Well, thank the Lord. So go ahead and roll for damage. I got a 16 with a short sword. That hits. Already. Well, fuck you too, D8. (laughs) I rolled a one. One plus four, so it's a five. So for my short sword, I did eight damage, and now I'm going to do a swipe with my dagger. Okay. That's going to be a 12. That hits. Fantastic. And rolling damage, that's four. So four plus eight, I think it was. The one next to Maleva is going to go down. Oh, Fantastic. Okay. I would like to essentially just jump on top of it, standing on the shoulders, and just dig both blades straight into his head. And then while it's falling down, just jump off and then land back on the carriage. Gruesome. <laughs> as you land back up on the carriage, the carriage kind of buckles as it runs it over. <laughs> nice. And continues to move on forward. It's going to move you a little bit further around another twist and bend, and you are still within the thick of this swamp in what looks to be an identical patch of land oriented differently. God damn it, Dan. <laughs> so for context, the players are using a map as a visual aid. Every time the carriage moves, they move onto a different map, which is identical to the previous one, but rotated 90 degrees. Can I use intelligence again to try and help get us out of here? Or is Do that I also something... get an arcane mulligan? Both of you okay. roll. 21. Uh, you want to go south. Okay, I tell Maleva, head south. I'll tell you what, I'm glad I rolled again because it's not an 8 anymore, it's a 9. <laughs> With a 9, you hear some of the voices in the ethereal plane. I hope they go south and get out of our range and then we can just go back to non-existence. <laughs> Everyone, love they're it. depressed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, relatable undead. Okay, and then for the Shambling Mound's turn, it's going to move after you and still be out oh. of range. <laughs> and that's going to end its it. turn. Can I try to animal handle the broom so I can get it out of control and it can lift me up? Uh, go ahead and roll animal handling Thank again. Thank you. 12. With a 12, it seems to groan and creak a little bit as you pull up, and you're able to get five feet off the ground instead of two. Kick them in their heads. I'd like to hold an action. I want to press the digitate. I believe the biggest I'm technically allowed is three meters by three meters. Full, absolutely dense, Acme-style anvil. And I would like that if a zombie gets up close enough, I just drop it out the window on them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anything else anybody wants to do? I just grow into the broom. I'm just like, you know what? If we ever meet someone who's good with woodworking or anything, I am making you sturdy as all hell. (laughs) Gonna boost you up. And then the shambling mound still makes its way after you. It is like a good hundred feet behind. It is still marching. You know, I appreciate the determination. <laughs> Bro, just give up. If I had vicious mockery, 
I would yell, Slowpoke, and just keep going. If you did have vicious mockery and did yell that, Aaron would hear through the ethereal plane the voices from the shambling mound saying, So is this what quiet quitting is? We're just kind of doing the drum here. <laughs> We are required to go oh. after these guys, but we're not like required to try or God, anything. The need to stop being relatable. Oh man, they're at a minimum wage job. That is hell. <laughs> All right, and then the zombies are going to advance again, and most of them are still way too far off. Only one of them is able to get within range. Frankenstein monster, if you want to rake a dexterity roll, you can intercept. Otherwise, it's going to swipe at Maleva. So I'll risk a dexterity roll. I was going to say, I'm still protecting Maleva, so I'd be taking the damage. It rolled a 15. My armor class is 14. Okay, so depending on what Ben rolls, it'll either hit you or him. I rolled a 14. With a 14, you're not quite able to intercept, so it is going to get a hit off against the Invisible Man. (laughs) Sorry, Invisible Man. And that's going to be four damage. Okay. Back around to you guys. You can see towards the south, the terrain seems to be changing a little bit. Question. If we all give up our turn, can the carriage take a dash action and can we get out of here? Yes. Yeah, I'm down for that. I am okay with that. Fine by me. I've done... Works for me. I've done so much after my initial turn undead. Phantom is going to be sitting on the anvil that he never got to use. As you all brace yourself to make it move faster, with the Frankenstein monster flying behind, pushing it forward, (laughs) and everybody like pumping magic into the wheels, the carriage bucks up and takes off. And as you are making your way down through the south at incredible speed... The specter of Mother Carrionite materializes in your way, reaches out to grab at you. Anvil! Oh my god, can I drop the anvil? Anvil now! <laughs> yes. Yes! Hold Please on. do. Hold on. While he does that, can I throw a patch at her? Can I throw one more of my patches at her? Throw a patch. I rip a patch off of the rebel useful things and I throw it. <laughs> and it's it. another anvil. <laughs> okay. What does it do? Let me go ahead and get that oh table god. back up. Two anvils are better than one. Two anvils. Hole, 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 Please, please hole. What you rolled was an 89. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So as you rip off the patch and throw it, it swirls and maneuvers through the wind, and it morphs and shapeshifts origamiing itself into a giant mastiff. God damn it! <laughs> We have the puppy! A slightly singed mastiff flies paws first out at Mother Carrionite, and her specter is very surprised by it, solidifies for just a second as the dog makes impact and pushes her back 10 feet directly into the phantom's anvil <laughs> dropping down. Yeah. Just the most Looney Tunes cartoon <laughs> slapstick way to deal with this weird... It just turned into Looney Tunes. It just turned into Looney Tunes, and this is my life. I love this. With her outstretched hands that were reaching for Maleva, she grabs the anvil and flops down into the mud yes. and sinks back beneath the water as the carriage continues to take off with Azizi giving a proud look, winks, <laughs> and then vanishes oh, as the carriage takes off. I will remember you. Azizi, oh. the goodest boy. So as we zoom past Mother Carrionite Spectre, I, since I'm in the back of the carriage pushing it, I look over and I sell 
Fuck you, we're keeping the soul! <laughs> yeah! Is this our carriage or Maleva's carriage? This is Maleva's carriage. In that case, I'd like to press the digitate along the side. You suck, Carrionite. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> oh, with the K, like the children left it. That's so funny. Don't worry, I'll introduce you to Dragula soon! You keep saying this word, I do not understand it. Burbling up from the swamp, she says, who? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Not really. Who? Okay, you'll understand the joke in about like, I don't know, what, maybe 200 years or so. <laughs> the carriage then takes you back into familiar territory. It zips over through the hills, back around a puddle. You see a familiar black pudding <laughs> recede into the water away from this hyperspeed carriage, which pulls right back up next to a fallen tree where your carriage has been oh, waiting. Oh, what a good horse. And the two carriages are now side by side. <laughs> you can hear the noise of the undead off in the distance. And through the ethereal plane, you can sense, we're not paid enough to go that far out of the swamp. <laughs> they might as well be gone at this point. <laughs> Wonderful. Love to hear it. So you are now back into safety and out of combat. Yay! Oh, oh I am so tired. Same. Little sore. Mm -hmm. hurt. Is everyone all right back there? Oh, I am. Yes. We've been better, but we are alive. I get off the broom. I can only imagine the broom is just like limp levitating. If that's even a thing, it's like trying to fly back. It's like, fuck this, never carrying you again. And Maleva says to you all, all right, I think we are safe for now. I, I don't know about all of you, but I really need a good long <laughs> rest after that. I wink. This is where we part ways. Is there anything else I can help you with before I take off? Um, yeah, can I get like a chocolate milkshake and some fries, please? I am a fortune teller, not a food server. Oh, uh, I, I, wait, 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 um, let me, uh, the, the whole night is really, really fuzzy. I just, I, I need a recap of kind of what happened. Okay, um, we went in. You kicked my ass. There you go. <laughs> Are you okay, Mary? I'm so sorry. Uh, I've been better, but the witch did more damage. Oh, well. At least there's that. Um, I'm glad to see you're still standing, but, um... Before I take off, Lawrence, are you all right? I'm... I'm okay. Uh, tonight was a, a, a wild night. I'm... I'm sorry, Maleva, but I just... Do you think there are any lingering effects from these witches? I don't think so. I don't... I don't feel the fever anymore. But... <sighs> Damn it, we did come out here for a reason. All right. Well, that is good. Since you seem to be in one piece, since you seem to be fine and healthy and functioning again, the only other question I have for you is what the hell you thought you were doing coming here in the first place? Uh, I know, I know. I know you would react that way. That's why... That's why I didn't tell you. I, I ran out of time, but... Ah, you are such an idiot. There is a reason I am reacting this way, Lawrence. But Maleva, I can't handle it anymore. I can't Maleva, deal with this. It, to be, to be honest, Maleva, I I had heard about some loot that I'd been wanting to steal for a while, and I convinced everyone to help me out with this. And Larry, of course, went along with it all. And also, my dumbass thought I could handle the wolf. I fought wolves before. I've dealt with wolves before on my own, but I was I yeah, it's my fault too. Phantom slips a letter onto the driver's seat of Maleva's carriage. Interesting. I appreciate all of what you're doing, everyone. I I sincerely do, but 
we did come out here for my selfish reason. I'll, I'll be honest with that. I, Maleva, I've heard of a way that I could get rid of the curse, and goddammit, I found three potential ways, but did, wait, uh, did anyone deal with Grimhilda? Do we, do we have the pendant? Gruntilda? You mean this pendant, and I take the lowest <gasps> pendant out from under my shirt. Oh my god! Oh my god, Mary! And I run up and I just give Mary a big hug. I'm like, thank you, Mary, thank you! Emotep back in the corner. I mean, it's not like I was out to help as well. I, I, I scoop you in! Come here, you bony bastard! And I <laughs> scoop him into a group hug. As Larry is hugging me, <laughs> as, as glad as I am, I, it's also kind of one of those hugs that actually hurts a little bit because, you know, we're all in pain. <laughs> I don't care. As Larry is giving you a hug, he is pressing right up against some very deep werewolf claw mark gashes. Oh, oh, Larry, Larry, a little more to the left, please. Oh. You kind of clawed me there. Oh, ow, ow, oh, ow, 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 ow. So sorry. Gosh, I t- thank you. Thank you all for being there for me, but... But when we figure out how to use use this pendant, then then we won't have to worry about this anymore. All of this, all of this will be behind us. I give the pendant to Larry. Thank you, thank you so much, Larry. When you get a chance, we need to talk. It's not anything bad. It's just information. Uh, what is it? We can chat afterwards. If you're sure, but all right, I will leave you all to do your reconciliation. All I'm going to say, Lawrence. You know better than to use anything that you get from these witches. I know how desperate you are. Maleva! But bear that in mind. I do not think that pendant will work the way you think it will. Maleva! Even if there's a chance... It is your decision. You are a functioning adult. You can make your decisions. But do not say I did not tell you so. Maleva, what if this can bring back your son? Her expression sinks. Maleva... If this even has a chance of working the way it's supposed to, you'll never have to see me again. Hell, you might not, might not ever have needed to meet me in the first place. My life could be back the way it was, and, and you could have your son again. If there's even a... Uh, uh, Do not say that God. to me, Lawrence. But if there's even a chance, if there's even a chance I've got to try... I understand where you're coming from, Lawrence, but that kind of hope is very dangerous. Do not say that to me again. I'm so sorry. Just just this whole thing. Every month, every month, having to go through the same horrible transformation. Just the, the pure, pure physical transformation of your bones and your muscles stretching and snapping. And But you know, that's not even the worst part. The worst part is... Is having to wake up from it and and not know if you've destroyed those closest to you and God damn it I can't I if there's no hope for me if I can't if I can't get away from this then I don't know what I'm going to do. Phantom, since he's on the other side of the other carriage and nobody's looking at him, is going to sit down, take his mask off, and just kind of weep over there. Because he was trying to permanently end this. Inspiration. Anyway, continue being sad. <laughs> if there's nothing I can do to to stop that, and I don't... I gotta have the hope that I can stop this, Maleva. Even if you say it's dangerous, if I don't have that hope, I don't have anything else. So, you're right. I, I will make the decision on my own. Come what may. 
we'll, we'll see what happens. With tears in her eyes, Maleva says to you, If nothing else, Lawrence, you have your friends. And you have me when the full moon comes around again. I will leave you to deal with this on your own. I, I cannot keep entertaining this conversation. I, I, I do have one more question for you, Maleva, but I would, I would like to ask you in private, if that's okay with you. All right, ask your question, Lawrence, and then I will be on my way. I'm sure your friends can respect that. I kind of walk off with her, and I ask her, this is something I've been thinking about ever since I, I, I first met up with all of these, all of my friends here, but... Maleva, do I still have my soul? Um, when... When I first met everyone here, uh, we were in these... These crypts, these catacombs, and and I I walked down this hallway that that had a crucifix on the wall, and I thought, yeah, yeah, I, I can walk down this hallway, and 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 earlier in the night, um, there was this talk with this this vampire about vampires not normally having souls, and this one had a soul, and there was this whole mess, and when I when I walked down that hallway, I I thought I'd be fine, but I felt it lock onto me. Uh, and and uh, it, it didn't hit me, but it, it tried, and um, and that that started the questioning. And uh, uh, a, a couple days ago, we um, I encountered a, another version of me. It's it's really complicated, but there's something so often terrible about him, and and ever since that 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 day, I've been wondering. Do I have a soul, or am I just, or am I just a shell of, of who I was? I, I don't know if you know that information or not, but it's, it's, um, it's been worrying me. <laughs> I'm not so sure. Lawrence, I cannot say for certain. I, I do not know. Okay. All I can tell you. I know what the cards tell me. And the cards tell me that you are a good man. And that has not changed. There is still within you good. There is still your essence still rings true over all of this. Do not lose sight of that. Okay. Okay. And then she gets in the carriage and uh, takes off. I actually had a question for Maleva. <laughs> what was your question? You can run up and try to intercept. Maleva, to make things a little bit easier for all of us, is there anything that we can do to enchant these cards so that we can talk to each other in long, over long distances? She's always called me. I've never called her. Oh, okay. But I mean, I am kind of the source of magic in the cards. I bet I could just like push it through. The magic that is within Lawrence's cards is channeled through Lawrence. If you need to contact me, you can do so through him. Fair enough. Thank you for your help. And I kind of just wave her off. And as the carriage pulls away, she notices the letter in the driver's seat. And the letter says... I'm so curious what it says. <laughs> you will relinquish all ties to Lawrence Talbot. Lawrence Talbot is now the ingenue of our ensemble. <laughs> if you ever interfere with Lawrence's affairs again, you will face the curse of Squiggle Dash, the Phantom. <laughs> Squiggle dash. <laughs> Squiggle dash. Squiggle dash. Is it the same black border paper from the movie? Absolutely it is. Hell yeah. <laughs> A smile kind of creeps over her heavy set face. 
and she sets the letter aside and continues off <laughs> on the same direction. And everybody can go ahead and Thank take you. a long rest. Thanks. And level Goodness. up to oh, level six. Oh, oh, level we are the outcasts, misfits, you might say. We deal with the nightmares that you run away from every single day. We know the world is a gruesome little place. But us outsiders, we've developed quite a taste for the grisly and morbid, the ghastly and the horrid. We know it's awful, dreadful, but we like it. Just another haunted night, shrouded with unearthly fright. So when you're oh so terrified, you know who to call. The world is falling apart, we'll never take it to heart. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of D and Dark, created, hosted, and edited by myself, Danger Dan Jers, with artwork by Jordan Nelson. Remember to submit to our merch giveaway, which is open from now until Thursday, April 13th, 2023. More details about the giveaway can be found at our website, dndarkpodcast.com. Dean Dark's cast this episode was Ben Magnet as Mary, the Frankenstein monster, Daniel Cruz as Imhotep, the mummy, Jordan Nelson as Larry Talbot, the wolfman, Aaron Coffold as Eric, the phantom of the opera, and Grayson Norman as Jack Griffin, the invisible man. Our theme song and outro is Let's All Have a Ball by Ryan White Maloney and Tony Carboni recorded at True North Studios Las Vegas. Listen to new episodes of Dean Dark Wednesdays anywhere you find podcasts. I get off the broom. I can only imagine the broom is just like slim levitating. If that's even a thing, it's like trying to fly back. It's like, fuck this, never carrying you again. <laughs> it groans, thankfully, as you get off. I can only imagine that Frankenstein has the deepest of wedgies. <laughs> <laughs> I am not going to entertain you with an answer, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> he says, picking it as he walks. I know. <laughs>